Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we know that recently Joe Biden had a Juneteenth uh, event at the White House. And you remember the other day he had a LGBT event. The Rose person decided to, you know, whip out their surgically, you know, altered, um, you know, boobs. And that made an event, a headline, all that older place is made all over the world. And I said, you know, if you had black people up there and have an event for us, we won't act like that because we got some decorum and common sense. And guess what happened? I was right because we don't really act like degenerates like that. Do some of us act that way? Yes. But we know when to turn that on, when to turn that off. Now, before I really get started into this podcast, let's start off on a lighter note. Now at the event, Kamala was about to get up there and speak. Now I just want to just you to watch Kamala just what she's famous for. Let's roll that real quick. Please have a seat. Please have a seat. <laughs> and to my divine nine family. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Boy, I tell you, I, 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 at this point, I just laugh at her when she do that. I, I really do because it's like, I, I, I don't know why she's laughing. Like nothing is being said. That's funny. Um, she laughed when, you know, when she's out there world leaders, you know, she say statements like a friend in, in need is a friend indeed. And I'm like, what is lady come from? I, I got a kick out of it. I, I really do. Like, I'm not even really mad at her no more. Like, how can you get mad at somebody that don't do anything? You know what I'm saying? Like, like they made sure to put her in a position that she can't do nothing. So I can't really be mad at her. Now, you know, in her speech, she definitely gave, you know, the boule a, a high five and all that. And I wasn't going to play her speech because that does not really importance to me with what she had to say. But paraphrasing, she talked about voting rights. She talked about, you know, uh, abortion and all that. Like that's so pressing for black people is that we're worried about that. No, we're worried about like keeping the lights on, feeding our uh, families, keeping the roof over our head. Um, you know, we're worried about the homeless population in, in the community. Um, it's out of control. But of course, she's not going to address any of that. But Biden got actually up there, made a speech. And I'm going to let his speech play. And I want you to hear what he say and also hear what he do, do not say. So let's go ahead and roll that clip. America. When I announced I was running the first time, I said I was running for three reasons. And even some of my staff thought I was crazy. I said one of the first reasons is to restore the soul of America. Restore decency and honor. Let me just add this. To me, making Juneteenth a federal holiday wasn't just a symbolic gesture. It was a statement of fact for this country, to acknowledge the origin of original sin of slavery, to understand the war was never fought over it. It wasn't just about the Union, but it was most fundamentally about the country and freedom. To remember the Emancipation Proclamation wasn't just a document. It captured the essence of freedom that galvanized the country. It proved that some ideas are more powerful. They can't be denied. It's a reminder 
that the problem of America is we all are created equal in the image of God, and we deserve to be treated equally throughout our entire lives. We're the most unique country in, America, in the world. Other countries are founded based on faith, on ethnicity, on other things, religion. But we, we are founded on an idea, an idea, unlike any other country in the world. And we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal, endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights. While we never fully lived up to that promise, we've never walked away from it either. On our best days, enough of us have the guts and the heart to stand up for the best in us. It matters. It really matters. As the past few years remind us, our freedoms have been put at risk by racism that's still too powerful a force. You know, I was a kid in the Civil Rights Movement. And I used to think, I honestly believed, that you could defeat hate. But hate only hides. It hides under the rocks. And when given oxygen, just a little oxygen, it comes roaring back out again. And we have to stand up and deny the oxygen. So Juneteenth, as a federal holiday, is meant to breathe a new life into the very essence of America. To make sure all Americans feel the power of this day and the progress we can make as a country. To choose love over hate, unity over disunion, and progress over retreat. Choosing to remember history, not erase it. To read books, not ban them no matter how hard some people try. That's what's great about it. That's what great nations do. And we're a great nation. Let me conclude with this. As your president, I visited Tulsa, Oklahoma to say what happened there on Wall Street, on Black Wall Street 102 years ago was not a riot. It was a race massacre. It wasn't a riot. It was a race massacre. And from the pulpit of Ebenezer, from the bridge of Selma, in front of the graduating class at Howard. We've prayed, we've marched, we've celebrated. And here at the White House, we've hosted champion teams with black athletes continuing the legacy of social activism advocacy. I signed a law, 100 years in the making, to, believe it or not, to make lynching a federal hate crime. And hosted the first screening of the Till, the movie 100 years after the birth of a nation was screened in the same room. Folks, my message on these occasions and on this Juneteenth day is we got to go forward. We have to move forward together. When we choose to protect the freedoms we all deserve, when they are attacked, that's where we cannot remain silent. Silence is complicity. To heal the wounds of division so racism no longer tears us apart, we have to choose to be believers in a dream, doers of the world, as the gospel song goes, we've come too far from where we started. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far, so leave me. My fellow Americans, I don't think the Lord brought us this far. The good Lord brought us this far and leave us behind. We just have to remember who we are. With the United States of America, there's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. So happy Juneteenth. Bless you all. May God protect our troops. Thank you very much. Let's get the job done. Let's get the job done. 
So as you heard, you know, Biden was, was, you know, covering a, a few points. I mean, really at the end of the day, he wasn't saying much of nothing. He didn't really say nothing at all for me to say, okay. Cause I was really keen on listening to everything that he had to say. Now you talking about say, uh, the soul of America and all of that. What has he done in the time he's been a president? Nothing has changed for the better. So what is he talking about? People are more divided now than what they were even when Trump was in office. That's for sure. But he's interesting that he talked about the Juneteenth holiday and he said it was not symbolism. It was just a, a, a statement of fact. Why did you say that it was, it's not the symbolism. You know why he said that is because he hear all of you. He hear what you're saying in unison that the Juneteenth holiday was symbolism because it doesn't do anything for black people. They talked about, of course, Kamala talked about it, at least Katanji Brown Jackson. People say that's symbolism because what could she really do to affect black America? Biden is getting on the campaign trail. He's trying to, you know, uh, tap on black people's emotional triggers. He talks about racism in his speech. You heard him talking about racism. What has he done? about racism. Did he press the Democrat party to say, Hey, I got, we got the house and the Senate right now because of, we need to help out black people. Let's put a bill on the table to criminalize racism. Now you say, well, you can't really criminalize racism. You know, people have freedom of speech. People have this, people have that. You really don't have freedom of speech in this country. Say certain things. Watch what happened to you. You're going to go to jail for your so-called speech, right? He could say, you know what? Let's put in a anti-black hate crime bill. Let's do that. Let's criminalize the use of the N word. Let's, let's do that. Let's criminalize any kind of hate groups that's out there. Let's make sure they criminalize. If they do anything to a black person it's automatic hate crime charges. We don't want to hear it. There's so many different things that he could have said if he wants to tackle racism. He's talking about racism like he can't do nothing about it. He's the freaking president of the United States. Oh, he can do a whole lot about racism. He just choose not to. But he plays this game with y'all that's going to go out there and possibly vote for him again. Because I'm being realistic. I can do all this preaching from this microphone. And a lot of y'all was still, some of y'all even agree with me. And you still will go out there and go vote for this man because he know how to pressure emotional triggers. Ooh, racism. Ooh, he said it's on a ballot and freedom and oh, the, the other side going to take away everything from me. And, and, and oh, I got to get out there and, and vote for Biden. I'm, I'm not silly, but, but, but I told you what I'm doing is trying to reach the people who are out there. Who's really sick and tired. Who's saying that, I've been having all this in the back of my mind and I knew I wasn't the only one that felt that way. That's the people I'm trying to reach because the majority you, you can't do nothing with at this point. You have to understand a lot of them too far gone. Maybe some of them will turn from their wicked ways, but a lot of them won't. So, so this man wants to play with racism. Y'all don't realize how the Democrat party used racism to play on your emotions and control you. 
The Democrats know how to even weaponize you to go out and do things that's against the law. Do you remember around the time of George Floyd, how Maxine Waters was getting out there, stirring the crowd up? She's a lawmaker. She don't have to go stir nobody up. What she needs to do is get her behind in Congress and present bills and get laws passed to help black people instead of getting out there on the street and stirring them up. They got out there, stirred up black people to go tear up things, even a lot of times in their own communities. And then Maxine Waters and the rest of these Democrat politicians are going behind right back to DC. And they, they don't have to live in those communities. They got burnt down or tore up or whatever. They, they think it's easier to go stir you up and, but only use you and use your anger at a situation instead of putting some bills and getting some laws changed. And they, and they weaponized black people's emotions during the time of George Floyd to get you to come out to vote for the Democrat party. They know how to play y'all so well. I'm telling you, they, they play you like a freaking fiddle. They play you like a piano. They play you like a guitar. Whatever instrument you want to use, they play you. They play you like a freaking PS5. They play you. <laughs> like somebody playing 2K. That's how the Democrats do it with you. They know what buttons to press with you, like you know what button to press on that PlayStation. They know what moves to do on you. No different. You know, whatever moves you know how to do in Madden. They know that's why they use certain language with you. And now they also worried. They say they worried about the Hispanics and what they're going to do with the Hispanics. Why? Well, hold on. Biden. Didn't you say that to the, to the bootlicks that they don't have to work with the Hispanics. So you don't have the Hispanics in the bag. So how are we supposed to go? talk to them and work with them. If they not in the bag for you seem like to me, they use you to get over here because you're going to you know, open a lane for them. And the moment they get some opportunity, they go and join uh, a Republican party. And that's been proven. And y'all been mad about that. Y'all been actually hot. And I told y'all several times before the reason why that keep happening is because a lot of them believe in traditional family values. A lot of them don't believe in uh, LGBT. They don't believe in abortion. They don't believe in a lot of things that y'all are promoting. They don't believe in drag queens reading the children. They don't believe in, in that. So, so they'll play the game just so they can get over here and get them green cards and get their family in here. But the moment they get secure, they're going, they're going to vote Republican. The moment they have a chance because let's call it what it is. When you talk about Hispanics, if they got their own businesses, Guess what you like to do as Democrats? You like to tax people. You love to do that. Well, why would they want to vote for you? I'm, I'm just saying black America is the only group of people who are just silly, politically silly to just keep voting for you and not wanting anything. So Biden could do something about racism if he wanted to, but he don't want to because he want to make sure it stay in good graces with his people. Because his people need white supremacy to, and to survive. They cannot be in a system where everyone is truly treated equally and everyone competes at an equal playing field. And everybody is, is judged on their merits. They can't live in a system like that 
because they know if they live in a system like that, they going to be at the bottom. They know that. Trust me. Their position in America is a fake, false, and phony position that they created and they have to uphold militarily and with a police state. If they don't have a military or a police state to uphold their position, they will be at the bottom. Trust me. They will not compete with us like that. They couldn't compete against the Asian or, or anybody else, Hispanic. Or, they couldn't compete. They can't. So they got to have this system to keep them uh, in, in, a, in a position of survival. But every day, the, the system that they have created is falling by the wayside. Even Trump keeps saying that we are in a nation of, in decline. He's talking about them and what they got going on. He's not really referring to me. He's not even referring to you. He's referring to them that they are a nation in decline. The whole Western world is a, is a declining. I was watching at the bricks. They having a summit in South Africa in, in uh, August. And there's like 14 nations making applications to getting bricks. And the thing is, I thought about it with the BRICS situation. The BRICS actually is practicing, let me use some Democrat words, inclusiveness. Um, yeah, that's one of their favorite words. They're practicing diversity. That's one of, yeah, diversity too. Why do I say that? Because you have well, Chinese in there, well, as Asians. You have Russians, well, that's actually, you know, a white group. Uh, you have India, well, that's East Indi Asians, right? You got South Africa, well, that's black folk. All, all in alliance together and, and Arabs are, are trying to get in and everybody get, do you know, <laughs> do you know, uh, Emmanuel Macron, that bastard and from France, he's trying to beg to, to, so he can go to the BRICS summit. Wait a minute. Y'all got NATO with your white supremacist self. NATO, uh, uh, it's all white countries. Y'all didn't let nobody else in, but white people. But, but now all of a sudden you're trying to creep your way to the bricks. Boy, if I was part of bricks, I'd say, hell no, not him. Y'all racist. Stay, stay your racist self in NATO. These, these, these people trying to worm their way into somebody else's diversity. Right. And I told you how many times I told y'all that no matter what we do or even others do, they trying to follow their behind and creep their behind into what we got going on or what other people got going on. Right. These people to uphold their system, they got to keep on doing what they doing, but their system is falling every day. And we, and we see this, we see it. So Biden just said a bunch of nothing. He didn't come out with no initiatives during this speech. He didn't say, you know what? Juneteenth. I want to make sure in this speech to announce and he announced anything. Recently, they asked um, his press secretary, uh, uh, Corinne John uh, Pierre, asked her about reparations recently, and basically, all the things she said was she referred to a study. And a person asked that reporter, "Okay, if the study come back and it's talking about cash payments, would the president, you know, be for cash payments?" Well, we would have to see what the study says first. So they're playing a study game. Right. They're playing. So you, what you're going to see black people because they know you upset right now and they know you're not feeling them. So what's going to happen is because uh, since California did it and it kind of got black people a little excited, a little bit 
to a point in California with the California Reparations Commission. Now New York State is trying to talk about a Reparations Commission. So what it's about to be is, is all that's about to happen is a finesse. So they're going to finesse you, trying to finesse black America by creating reparations commissions all over the country, at least in Democrat states. And they're going to say, hey, come out and participate, X, Y, Z, whatever. That's only used to get you to come out in 2024 to vote for them because they really don't have nothing to offer you. Think about that. It's a lot of things they can offer black people outside of reparations. And they're not trying to offer that things that you can get right now. Let's say they was just serious about reparations. A state like California could do reparations. They didn't need a commission. Okay. You got your commission. They made recommendations. Well, well, go ahead on and, and, and cut checks. Who would stop it? Republicans can't stop it because they, they have no control in that state. New York state is another one. If they really want to pay reparations, they can do it. I always tell y'all, Hold the Democrats feet to the fire because they have places where they literally run in the yard. For instance, reparations would be a little bit more difficult in a state like Texas, but it would not be as difficult in California. That's what I'm talking about. If they were serious, they would have done it already. There's so many reasons and ways that even California, New York could, could pay reparations and how it can even be a boost to the economy and benefit the state and encourage black people to even move to these states. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's so much, but they don't want all that. They just want you to show up and vote and keep them in power. I told y'all that for them is always a freaking power play. What the Democrats like to do. They don't care nothing about black people. They don't think about, you know, what happens to us with the police they don't talk about mass incarceration. They're not talking about ending slavery for real. Cause yes, June 19, 1865, our ancestors in Galveston, Texas was told by union soldiers that, Hey, you know, the president signed a emancipation proclamation. Y'all free. Of course he did this two years prior in 1863, but they didn't get the, the message to 1865. You understand? We still have prison slavery going on right now. So slavery has not ended whatsoever. Now you want to make prisoners work. Okay, cool. Pay a minimum wage, pay a minimum wage. And they can go into their commissary. That way they ain't got to be calling home and looking for some money because the work they're doing in there, they have getting paid minimum wage, go to their commissary. They can use their commissary for food, snacks, whatever they want to do in commissary. You, you will shut down a lot of savagery in those jails by just paying a minimum wage alone for the work that they're doing. Everybody in this country should get paid at least minimum wage to do a job. But by that 13th amendment, they can still make them work for nothing or pay them 10 cents an hour slave wages. And we know a lot of our black men are targeted especially when you are in, in poor uh, uh, economic conditions, they target you because you don't have no money for lawyers and all kind of experts to help you get out of a case. If Biden then was really serious about sl slavery in Juneteenth, why didn't he say that? Hey, we're going to put together, uh, you know, I, the, and really just hammer home by this country still allows slavery. 
it'll destroy their prison uh, situation overnight. If they actually had to pay people for their work, oh, you wouldn't see no mass incarceration no more. That'll be that'll be done. You'll be seeing prisons closed. And they ain't even saying crime has been spiraling down in America. People not even committing crime like that. So what's the point of all in prisons for? Unless for slave labor. But Biden and them didn't announce anything for black people. I told I'm telling you ahead of time, these reparations commissions that they're creating is a finesse to get you back out there and vote. That's a big thing to do though. And I'm not, not them creating a commission, but that's a lot of money they spending in, in, in all of that to try to get you to vote. Now, all of a sudden I saw a headline, black voters matters back out there again. They didn't got the injection of, of millions of dollars of capital. And now they on these big buses and they go on whole events to get you to come out and vote Democrat. All of the usual suspects, all the normal players. I told you it's a big economy to get you to go vote for the Democrat party. But I just wanted you to hear, you know, what, what Biden had to say and what he didn't say. When he talked to other people, he said to the LGBT, call them courageous. You remember that? He said they were courageous and, 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 and all of that. But with black people, he, he don't say that. Not, not at all. But one last thing I want to say, and, 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 and let me take a, 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 a line from, from Kamala Harris, vice president. I, I want to be clear. Let, let, let me be clear on what I'm about to say. You know, I got some messages a couple of times. Um, on Facebook from people in them folks, uh, community. Let me say this to y'all. My platform or the platform, you know, the platforms that, that we have that's, um, we are disseminating news and it could be entertainment. It could be travel. It can be anything that we're doing. Everything that I do or this platform would do will be centered in the black community. I'm not pivoting. I'm not doing an all lives matter. I'm not doing anything like that. And the reason why I'm not doing that is because especially you, them folks, y'all got MSNBC, CNN, Fox, Newsmax, um, ABC. I mean, y'all have so many news organizations that talk about issues for you. And what y'all want to do is try to come to the black man like myself and trying to tell me what I should be talking about, or it's just not black people. I know that, but let your community talk about your issues. If I talk about some in the prisons, well, it's not just black people working in those prisons. Is it? I know that, but that's not my, my concern is black people because we don't have organizations, media, uh, 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 houses or anything that advocates for us. Everybody advocates for you. People raccoon to advocate for you. So, so I got to stay in my lane and that's what my, listen, fighting and standing with, with, with my community has opened up so much opportunity, even globally. Y'all have never opened up an opportunity for me. Never. And I'm not begging you to y'all have never had me on y'all networks, but African stations have had me on their networks. 
Y'all haven't supported me at all. But who has supported me? My community has supported me. And anybody that and anybody can come on my platform and and, and speak about each. But if you're gonna come on here, it's kind of like Fox News. If you anybody can go on Fox News, but they they're gonna be talking about conservative right wing uh, topics. Anybody can come talk to me over here, but you're going to be talking about issues and concerns about the black community. If you come over here, that's just bottom line. I'm not changing up my recipe. It's like you telling Coca-Cola, <laughs> horrible Coca-Cola. It's like telling them to change their recipe for their diabetes water. They making billions of dollars off of it. They're not about to change it. They're like me. I'm not changing nothing. So don't send me no messages. If you want to go say, hey, listen to content that, that caters to you, you got so many places you can go that caters to you. But when it comes to us, cause see, I'm not that brother. I'm letting you know, I'm not that brother. I'm not trying to cross over. I'm not that brother. You can go bark up somebody else's tree with that. I know, I know my lot in life. I know where God put me and I know my lane. I'm going to stay in it. So sending me messages like that, I mean, you, you, I'm just, just letting you know just for future reference. There, there you go. My community depend on me to stay in my lane, and that's what I'm going to stay because they are the one that supports me. You don't. No other group supports me like that. Some individuals outside of my community are very supportive, and that's great. But I'm talking about the majority of my supporters look like me in America and throughout the world. That's where my support comes from. And I'm not the Democrat party. See the Democrats, what they would do is ignore the majority of my supporters. that look like me to go after people like yourself and ignore, see, I'm not like that. I'm the guy that's going to make sure that I'm going to prioritize the people that support me the most. And if anybody else want to come along, they can, they can enjoy it. And that's fine. Cause I understand something. We are the culture. We make everything hot anyway. So why do I need to be catering to you? I don't do that. I don't participate in, in white supremacy like that. Catering to you. No, you haven't earned anything to be catered to. When you when you support me, like my people support me, then that's a different conversation. But even if you came tomorrow with some money, I don't want it because I know how you are. You give somebody some money and then you're trying to screw them out of their company, screw them out of everything. No, I don't play that game. I, I do what I do. So just understand we are, we are, are black on black on black and we're going to talk about black issues and we're proud to talk about black issues at every day of the week. Okay. I know you're not used to black people talking to you like that. I know, but I'm that brother that will tell you and put you in your place. Cause you got to be put in your place. And I'm just that black man to do it. But ladies and gentlemen, like I say, I appreciate, you know, the brothers and sisters throughout all the world that they support me and, and everything. And, and, and even if you're outside the community, you got some people that do support. I'm just letting some of those know that, uh, uh that, that don't work over here. I, I had to just put out that message, you know, so they won't be, uh, they can send, send messages after that, but you know, I can just say, Hey, refer to this video. Um, uh, we don't do that over here, but you have a lot of Juneteenth celebrations that are happening this weekend. I say enjoy them, you know, enjoy the Juneteenth um, because it is a special day, definitely for the black man and woman of America. 
Uh, it is our freedom day because we would not have been freed. Um, if we, cause July 4th, 1776, we were slaves. So that's not no freedom for us. June 19th, 1865 is our freedom. That's why I don't celebrate July 4th. I never do disrespectful to my ancestors for me to be celebrating July 4th, but you know, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.